0: Hey guys, welcome to the You Make the Scene podcast. My name is Josh, and this is episode number 58. This week on the episode, I've got an interview with Greg Hill, who is an indie artist, um, does this kind of bedroom pop, bedroom rock uh, type of feel. And, yeah, so thought it'd be a great time to kind of introduce him to people. Um, He's got three EPs that all came out this year. Um, They'd been previously released, but for very short windows of time. And we get into that in this conversation on kind of what went into putting them up and bringing them down, things like that. Uh, But it was a great conversation with Greg, and I'm really excited to kind of see where things go for him. Um, The production on these EPs is really good. It's all pretty much done by himself. So uh, we talk a lot about the EPs kind of being a solo artist, how COVID has affected everything, Um, you know, kind of the whole nine yards. We also talk about who his favorite drummer uh of all time is and or who he thinks is one of the best drummers of all time um and just get into a lot of really good you know conversation so really excited to bring this one to you guys his latest ep just dropped on december 4th and that ep was called better love um but you should check out all the eps which are better love on the blank screen, and the origin of species. And, you know, we'll have links to all of Greg's socials and things like that in the description of the podcast. But for now, let's just jump into my conversation with Greg Hill. So uh, to kick things off, let's start with uh, your name and kind of what your project is.
1: Uh, my name's Greg Hill. You can just find me online that way. Um, this project is just kind of a bedroom pop ordeal. Um, I've had it sitting on my laptop since 2018. Um, these other, I I put out a few other EPs earlier, you know, a couple months ago. Um, they've been sitting on my laptop even longer, um, from 2016. Uh, yeah, and i I've just kind of been in the space lately where i'm like well why don't i do something with this you know i could you know i could put these out and and you know hope for the best in that way uh i was i was drumming in a few bands um they didn't end up working out so i was just like screw it i'm just gonna put out my music and here i am so you know
0: yeah and you know as kind of messed up times as we're in like there's honestly no better time to really start putting putting your own stuff out there right like covid locked everybody yeah, down sure. so it's kind of an even playing field for everybody and it's a, a good time exactly. for people to jump in
1: that's how i saw it too and uh like I, I put these these projects out when i made them you know on soundcloud for a month maybe right. and then I was like you know this this doesn't feel right at the time it yeah. didn't feel right for me to to do that um but now, yeah, with everything shutting down, I was just like, "Screw it!" You know, it's just that that mentality of, of you know, why not? So yeah, yeah. and I, I think that's
0: at least for me, and I think there's a lot of people out there that are in that same boat where like you you've sat on these little projects and and whatnot, or you know, debated about learning a new hobby or whatever, and it's like, why not now? You know, we've got nothing else exactly. we can do, so why exactly. not <laughs> jump into it?
1: Right. Yeah, like I'm into I'm into not only making music, but I love making like videos and, you know, I tried doing a podcast myself, you know, months back and so I'm I'm into all these avenues. So, you know, I've I'm on Twitch too, so, you yeah. know, I Yeah, why not? That's just the the moral <laughs> of the story, you know, of my story really.
0: Yeah. Well, and I I think, you know, that's the the cool thing about it is, you know, like there's always, what's the old saying, you know, there's always a million reasons why you shouldn't do something or why you shouldn't say something, but all it takes is that one reason to put it out there. Um, And I think, you know, COVID was kind of that reason for yourself and a lot of people where it was like, finally, I could just keep sitting on this stuff, but I could also put it out because what's the worst that could happen?
1: Exactly. That's, yeah, that's kind of my motto. Like, what's the worst that could happen? Might as well go for it you know so yeah yeah it's been working out for me in one way or another right yeah
0: right so um let's talk a little bit about your background like you said you've you've drummed for other bands you've kind of been playing with your own project on and off over the last few years um Mm -hmm. kind of what's your your story you know like when when did music become something you knew that you wanted in your life like that
1: yeah um since I was really little, like two, three years old. Um, My dad taught me how to play the drums at a young age. Uh, He brought me up listening to all of his favorite bands, you know, Zeppelin and Rush and, you know, all those, those classic groups. Um, Yeah. He taught me how to play the drums, right. As soon as I was able to pretty much walk and understand what he was saying, he he was going to teach me. Yeah. Um, So he, yeah. So he taught me the drums. He taught me how to play the guitar a little bit. And from there, I just had this natural kind of um, inkling to, to learn more and do more. So I, I kind of taught myself guitar, piano. I taught myself how to sing. Um, and yeah, I would just play along to my favorite records and whatever on the drums, guitar, bass, anything that I had, I would learn it on yeah. that instrument. So, um, and from, yeah, so for when I was like, 14 I started recording like on my phone just like voice memos you know um and I started putting them out on like my little SoundCloud account and just doing that and I handed out CDs in my high school of like little CDs that I made I was like you know check out my new record you know it's the coolest it really wasn't that great you know but um yeah and from there I went on to I went to SUNY Fredonia for a little bit for a year to study sound recording mm-hmm. and with a concentration of percussion. So I learned a bit of that classical style of, you know, performance and, and playing and reading and, and all that. And then I just decided, you know, why am I sitting here in this classroom, learning about the things I already kind of know about when I could just go out and do it on my own, you know? Yeah. So I, I, uh, I bounced around a few colleges, um, and then I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to do, I'm just going to join the workforce and try to get my music out there on my own. Um, and from there, yeah. So I, I joined a few bands, you know, we put out a few EPs and some, a single, um, yeah. And then COVID hit and we were all just kind of like, well, what's the next step for us? Are we really trying to, cause you know, we can't play shows. We can't do any of this right. stuff that we usually did. So, you know, we all kind of moved our separate ways. I moved to Buffalo. So it just felt like the right time for me to just say, screw it and put out my own stuff that I just had sitting in the vault, you know? Yeah. So, yeah.
0: yeah. And I, I think that happened with a lot of bands. It, it COVID was definitely an eye opener, right? Like it really made people evaluate mm-hmm. what do I want to do? Is this something I want to pursue and push for, or are we just going to call it a day? Cause this is too hard.
1: Right.
0: Yeah. So I have to ask, because you're a drummer, who is, in your mind, the best drummer of all time?
1: I'm sorry? You're, you're kind of cutting it out so, there a little bit. <laughs>
0: yeah, sorry about that. My internet's been spotty today. Um, so a, as a drummer, uh, who would you say, is, in your mind anyway, is the best drummer of all time?
1: The best drummer of all time. It's hard. It's hard because you know I could go a few routes. I could go the classic route and I could say, you know, John Bonham, hands down, a master. Um, but I would I would argue there's this there's a drummer in uh, a group called Snarky Puppy named Larnell Lewis. Okay. He is hands down the most technical, the most. Uh, he's so musical the way he plays, and I I think he's got to be up there for the best okay larnell lewis yeah check out snarky puppy they are outstanding
0: yeah have to check them out i i expected because i've asked that question of other drummers before and normally you get you know like you said uh bonham neil pert travis barker yeah you know like the classic yeah. names but it, it's cool yeah, that you've got some em- yeah like if if travis barker walked up to you and was like hey i want to play drums okay yeah i'm not going to tell you no But at the same time, it's cool that you've got like this alternative one that I personally have never heard of. So that's really cool.
1: Yeah, well, he's he's definitely notable. He's he's buzzing around on the Internet right now too, doing a lot of drum demos and videos and stuff like that. So he's he's around. Awesome. Yeah, I would say he's 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 up there for sure. Yeah. Sweet. Um so let's talk a little bit about the
0: EPs that you've you've dropped. Like you said, you, you had them out on SoundCloud for a little while and then kind of took them down just as, as time progressed. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. that was a conscious decision. Like, was it just that you didn't feel like the message was what you were trying to tell at the time? Like, what went into making that decision that, okay, I'm going to pull it down, I'm going to re-record stuff, and then put it back out?
1: Well, I never re-recorded anything. That's, okay. That's... Yeah, so I made these projects, and uh, I put them out, and, you know, a few weeks go by, and, you know, I'm not getting the hits that I that I want, I'm not getting whatever. Now I realize that stuff doesn't really matter. It's about the people yeah. who, you know, people who care about it will care about it, you know. Right. Um, however, back then, you know, in my younger years, um, yeah, I just kind of was like, I'm not really, I didn't really feel it at the time. Like the songs that I wrote, I didn't understand their meaning. Um, I didn't know where they were coming from necessarily. Um, Only until, you know, four or five months ago, I listened back to all these projects and I was like, yeah, I, I understand like I got it back then and I didn't even realize it. You know, Uh, I was just in the mindset of like, I was too self-conscious and too worried about what people thought about me and whatever. So I took them down because I was scared and nervous and whatever. Yeah. Um, but now it's just like, screw it. <laughs> like, why not? You know? Right. Well, and I'm,
0: I'm going to play the old man card. I'm 35, so I'm not that old. But like your generation oh. versus my generation, like there's a huge difference in that. I grew up in the MySpace days where bands were just mm-hmm. putting out all kinds of stuff. They threw it up on MySpace and just let it live. And your generation is a lot more... and. I think this is where you're coming from your generation was a lot more about the instant gratification. So like you said, like I put this project up and I'm not getting the likes and because of how your generation was kind of raised and, and just brought into social media and things like that, it's like, okay, well if I'm not getting the likes, then nobody cares. So it, it kind of puts you down in the dumps about it. Whereas like you said, now you've learned that the people that care about the message are going to hear it one way or the other.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And that's, de- I would definitely agree with that, you know, hundred percent, um, you know, nobody's perfect, but you know, especially people in my generation, I've, I've found like, yeah, they're always looking for that, that like on Instagram or that retweet on Twitter or whatever. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I, I just think like now at least it's like, that stuff doesn't matter. It's about your circle and growing from there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, back when I put that stuff out, I was just so self-conscious and worried that it wasn't going to hit or that it wasn't going to, you know, amount to anything. Um, but now I'm realizing, well, I could take those messages now because I think they're more relevant to me than ever and just put them back out. Yeah. Fully. You know, I originally just put them on my SoundCloud. Now I'm out Spotify, iTunes, all that stuff. So, you know.
0: Yeah. Um, so being a very diy project right like you're not signed to any major labels or anything like that talk a little bit about what goes into that for people that are interested in it and maybe just haven't taken those steps like what goes into you know getting distribution through the you know spotify apple all that sort of
1: stuff Mm -hmm. yeah um it's really at this point anybody can do it if you've got 20 bucks you can do it right <laughs> um there's a site called um there's a site called distro kid mm-hmm. um they're really they're kind of changing the game in that way and that anybody can put out music on all the platforms and they can earn their royalties they can earn their streams just as you know it's not an even playing well maybe not necessarily an even playing field uh it's it's about what you make of it but You know, you're out there on Spotify just the same as a Drake or a Kanye West is, you know. Um, Yeah, anybody can do it. You just sign up. You can upload your music just as simple as uploading it to SoundCloud or whatever. Um, You can even pitch, you know, songs to Spotify, curated playlists and stuff like that. Um, Yeah, so it's really as, you know, if you've got the music and you're you're ready to put it out there, um, you know, throw it up on a Bandcamp page, you know throw it up on SoundCloud, throw it up on YouTube, make make a music video with your iPhone. Everyone's got a video right. camera, you know. So you might as well use everything that you have around you to to do that. Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of what I did. You know, I just, you know, I have a music video for Better Love which is just all these clips that I've just had on my phone. You know, just random crap, but right. you know, I just made it together to make it look somewhat coherent and decent um but yeah anybody can do it just you know go online and just google like how do i get my songs on spotify and you'll you'll find some hits and it, it's really easy and it's really simple um now to you know you can take it the extra step and you can register with ASCAP or BMI or whatever and um you know i have because i i feel like that's the next step right. for me but you really don't need to do that right off the bat to to do it you right. know um but yeah it's really as simple as just uploading it to the internet if you got yeah. 20 bucks it's 20 dollars a year what, you know that's
0: yeah it, it's nothing when not you
1: really deal, think about yeah, it exactly exactly and it, it just opens the playing field to anybody who wants to do that and who wants to make something more than what they might be you know yeah
0: for sure and i so, i think yeah. the important part for for people to think excuse me for people to think about is um like you said it's 20 bucks distro kid there's several others um the orchard and you know there's a few that do that on the back side where you send them the song or upload the song to them they put it everywhere for you and then like you said you're you're immediately quote unquote immediately starting to get your revenue streams and things like that and all it cost you was 20 bucks to get rolling so um you know trying to hit as many markets as you can like my podcast i don't get you know spotify doesn't pay revenue on them yet or anything but like for me that was my big thing i started with spotify and apple and now i'm spotify apple google iHeartRadio, you know amazon like anywhere i can get (laughs) out there because same as you like the more places that people can access your content the more likely you are to build the audience that's going to support you
1: exactly exactly yeah which is why I still, I still run my band camp, you know, just as I did back in 2016, you know, you just put it up there and hope that someone buys the record or, you know, just put up a video on YouTube, you know, or on SoundCloud even, Yeah. you know, you don't make any money off of SoundCloud or YouTube right off the bat, but it's something for people to see that, you know, kind of maybe tells your story a little bit more.
0: Yeah, know? for sure. And, um, you know, nowadays, like you were saying with everybody having a video camera, like, tiktok is huge put up a few TikTok videos oh yeah I'm, I'm videos you I love yeah
1: so yeah. you know
0: it, it takes nothing to get your exposure out there
1: exactly yeah i mean i've had i'm i'm sitting here with a, a macbook pro from 2012 i've had it for years and years and years now and that's all i use it's my workhorse it's yeah. all i use to make videos to make music to make whatever i feel um so if you've got any kind of computer. Everyone's got a smartphone. Make something out of it.
0: Yeah, know? for sure. Um, so tell people a little bit about, like you said, you you kind of grew into the songs. You relate to them more now than than you did when you originally wrote them. Um, kind of what, what mindset did that take? Is it just more acceptance of the work that you had, or is it truly understanding the, the content that you had?
1: Um, I would say a little bit of both. Um, like I mentioned earlier, like I was just in a different headspace. I was in a younger... I'm not saying I'm fully mature or whatever. I don't think I ever will be. But I was back then, I, I definitely was not. And right. Now it, it, it came to the point where I was listening to these songs back over again. And um, yeah, a lot is... A lot is gone on in my life since I left college in that I had to kind of learn how to be a a quote unquote adult in one way or another. Um, So listening back to those songs just kind of made me realize like, oh, there's, there's something here. There's more to what I originally had thought just because like I said, I was in that younger headspace of just being nervous and anxious and whatever. Um, but yeah i o- only as of i don't know maybe 6 or 7 months ago i started to have these kind of realizations these aha moments of you can be whatever you want you can make whatever you want it's what you make of it you know the, the world is what you make of it yeah. and you know it sounds cliche <laughs> and you know it's something your mom says to you when you're you know when you're a young kid like oh, the world is your oyster and, and all that. And it doesn't make sense when you're when you're that age. Right. As you grow up a little bit, you're like, oh, it really can be whatever I want to make it. So, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I, guess, I guess that's all I really have to say. Other than, you know, yeah.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I think, you know, for for the music side of things, like, again, it's never been more true than it is now because of the amount of access that people can have between all the different streaming services like to be a diy artist right now during covid it's a more level playing field like yeah sure you're you're not drake or kanye or whatever and have these millions of dollars backing you but that's not stopping you from getting theoretically in front of the same size audience because everybody has spotify or apple or whatever so if you work hard enough you can be seen
1: exactly yeah and yeah, I mentioned that earlier, too. It's like what you make of it, you know. Uh, you know, like, are you going out in town and handing out CDs to random people? Are you, you know, are you online? Are you on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff? Um, you know, you can even, I mean, I don't like to do this often, but you can like run ads on Facebook if you really want. You can, there's a whole lot of things you can do to just, get yourself out there more and more and more and more. And soon that traction will grow and and build. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: So um, for you with the, the EPs um, let's kind of rewind to the re-release, if you will, of, of your first EP. We've kind of touched on it, you know, that you just felt like it was ready to be back out in the world and that you're in a better spot to be there. Mm -hmm. Um, Was there just like a, was there an aha moment? You know what I mean? Like, did it just click one day that you're like, no, it it's time to do this.
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, I don't talk about it a lot, but I've, I've kind of had, like I mentioned, like six or seven months ago. Now I kind of had this, uh, this quote unquote awakening. Um, my bandmates, you know, it all kind of split off yeah. our own separate ways. Uh, I was just kind of down in the dumps, and then one day, I woke up and I listened to my music, and it just snapped in my head like that. And I was like, "Why don't I put this stuff out? This stuff is good. It's produced. I mean, it's not perfect, but you know, I produced it. You know, back in 2016, 2017, but it still sounds like I made it two weeks ago. Right. Um, so yeah, this the first EP I put out um the the single that i um that i chose is called i've come alive and in that moment i was like i'm alive right now why don't i just do this do you know what i mean so yeah so i kind of had this like weird awakening instance where i was just like yeah aha like let's let's do it you know and then i listened to another ep i made and you know and it, it just trailed off from there so
0: yeah so um, what's it been like? Because obviously you had the back catalog of stuff. What's it been like trying to write new material during COVID and, and things like that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm working on some stuff right now. I've got probably uh, five or six songs that I'm really happy with at the moment. Um, and now I'm at the point where I'm realizing, okay no more of this hiding in the bushes, <laughs> you know, putting it out there and taking it away. No more of that, you know, can't do that. Make the absolute best thing you can. Uh, so I've just been, you know, working on my on my grind, you know, if yeah. if you could say that. And uh, it's been pretty much the same as, as what I did back in, you know, those few years ago, you know, just me with my keyboard or... I'll record a drum sample off my iPhone or, you know, just just starts with a guitar riff and it just builds from there, you know? Um, so I'm still writing music, still planning on doing something big next year. Um, yeah. The writing process hasn't changed and hasn't slowed down. That's for sure. Good. I just felt that I needed to put my old stuff out before I could yeah. put my new, new stuff out because it's a part of me, you right. know? So I had to put that piece of me out there before I can just go hard. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. And I I think it's, you know,
0: we'll use cliches. It's building a house, right? Like you have to lay that foundation so people kind of know the basis of who you are. And then you can just build on top of that and show your your growth and everything.
1: Exactly. It's like, it's almost like uh, the way I see it is like, it's almost like I'm teasing fans and people who stumble across the music. Yeah. Because, you know, they think it's new. Right. Whereas I know this stuff's years old. I'm working on more stuff that's, I don't want to, Um, I don't want to like toot my own horn or anything. But this stuff is miles above any of this stuff that I've put out. Right. So it's almost like I'm teasing them into something bigger that's going to come. I still don't know what that is. But I'll figure it
0: out, you know. <laughs> yeah. well, and, and that's the thing is, you know, like as, as time progresses and you've experienced this already, as time progresses, you kind of start putting those pieces together and go, OK, you know, we did th- you did three EPs this year, which, yes, they were older material. But like, do I do just three more EPs next year or do I just put together a, an actual album and drop, you mm-hmm. know, the bomb on people?
1: Right. I mean, that's what I'm leaning towards because, you know, the songs are starting to pile up. Um, but at the same time, I think it's just going to be a process of like trial and error. You know, yeah. I like to play songs to like a select group of friends, mm-hmm. ask them for their 100% most honest opinion of said songs, you know, you know, like, is this a hit or a mix? Right. You know, um, so maybe, maybe it'll just be a few EPs. Maybe it'll just be a few singles, but, personally i want to put out an album yeah you know um so yeah so i guess we'll just see but the songs are piling up the writing isn't isn't stopping i don't think it ever will for me i've i've been writing songs since i was 13. right you know so
0: yeah um so let's talk a little bit about you mentioned you know there's a select group of friends that you like to play your music to and whatnot talk talk about the importance of especially as a diy artist um having that kind of support circle or that trust circle that hey guys this is what i'm working on and and being able to to safely bounce ideas or you know test project
1: mm-hmm. yeah um i mean they're great people um they they've kind of been my they've been fans of me since we were all friends in high school you know like right. they were the people i was handing my original crappy cds to you know in the hallway Uh, they're the ones who who stick around who stuck around rather and you know really saw my progression Um, and bringing songs to them is just like sharing it with you know a member of my family
2: yeah
1: Um, but you know i always take their consideration you know to you know fully because it's almost as if you know, they're they're really close to me and all that, but uh it's almost as if I'm getting a, a taste of what a, a random person would think. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, I, I think it's very beneficial to do that. I don't think it's necessarily the greatest idea to just because I do everything on my own, I don't think it's the best idea to just keep it all in my head. Right. Might as well bounce the ideas around with a few people and see and go from there. Um so yeah, so before I put you know these projects out i have some newer songs that i have on a secret soundcloud account uh, and i share links to them and they're like oh my god <laughs> this hits and i'm like okay that's cool what about this one and they're like eh what if you changed this and did this and this and i'm like okay i can do that and then you know i'll send them back a new version and they'll be like yes yeah that one i'm like okay sold <laughs> like done and then that way I don't, you know, I don't stay in my own head. I don't get that anxiety about, oh, is this going to be good enough? Oh, what if I change this and this and this? There's got to be a point where you just got to cut the rope, yeah. just go for it, you know? You just end it there. If it's finished, it's finished, you know?
0: Yeah, and that that's what I was going to say. You know, it sounds like, um, especially in your case, like getting out of your own head where is this good enough, whatever if your friends are close enough and honest enough, like you get a taste of what that criticism may be. And like you said, you can either tweak it and be like, cool, what do you think about this? Or, you know, if you're in love with the song as it is, just put it out as it is.
1: Exactly. Right. It's, it's always about to me anymore. It's like just trusting your gut, you know? Um, yeah. Like if I'm in love with a tune that I've, that I've been working on, and i just like sit back and listen to it and it hits me then i'll know i did a good job and i can just hit save and then i can just put it away for a while you know come back to it another day because if you spend too long on something you're just gonna uh, it's just a bad it's a bad cycle to get into so it's always good to just take a break you know give your ears a rest that kind of thing
0: yeah for sure and I, i do photography on the side as well so like there's plenty of times that I'll be editing photos and I'm just like, "Okay, do I need to tweak something else or whatever?" and I've got a couple photography right. friends that I can send the file to. I'm like, "All right, what do you think?" And they're like, "Why have you been working on this for 3 weeks? Like it's it's done, man. Like quit messing with it. It looks right. great." It's
1: something you could have done in a few hours, right. you know. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, um I mean, it's it's more work for the same result it's like you know it's about being efficient and right. creative at the same time it, it's a balancing act you know
0: yeah and i think that comes with with time and experience right like when you first start out oh, yeah you're sure. gonna make all those little tweaks and well you know i'm not really confident in this plug-in or whatever right. um but right. as you grow like cool i know that i want these drums this synth this is the the sound that i'm going for
1: for sure, I would argue like, you know, years back when I was making my first that first EP I put out, I was just learning how to program drums and synthesizers, so that took me a long time to just come up with those four songs. Right. <laughs> um, whereas this latest EP I put out, it probably took me, it took me more time to uh, pick the right songs that I wanted in the project yeah. than it did to make the songs. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, the process has gotten streamlined it's gotten a little quicker i'm more efficient i can just i'm like i know this sounds good if i do this this and this so i'll just quickly do it in my computer you know that kind of thing yeah so yeah yeah
0: for sure uh what program do you use are you a garage kid or you know what what are you programming on
1: uh i started with GarageBand back in the day you know in high school but now i'm on logic pro which is just kind of the yeah. The step above it, I guess. Um, yeah, so I'm on Logic, just doing that. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. I find it's it's the easiest for me to use. Um, you know, I've I've got a MacBook, so it, it came downloaded with it. So right, you know. Yeah, and I, I
0: think <laughs> I think it's one of those things. At least for the people that I've talked to, like GarageBand is everybody's like introduction into audio mixing and recording, like because yeah, every MacBook exactly. comes with it. I
1: think it's great.
0: Yeah, and it's exactly. honestly, it's a solid it's system.
1: Great. Sure, yeah, absolutely. I I mean, if you look at GarageBand and you look at Logic, they look about 90% similar, and they mm-hmm. act about 90% similarly. So it's like, once you understand the basics of GarageBand, you can move on to Logic and, and be comfortable, but you can do more, you know what I mean? Right. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. Um, so with your uh kind of your programming of synths and things like that do you uh sample your own stuff or you know what i mean like are you actually playing and and line in to program your stuff or are you kind of just putting Mm -hmm. it in the the system with the pre-cuts
1: um a little bit of both uh i'd argue a lot of my drum sounds come from me playing the drums um i'll just stick my my phone like You know, six or seven feet above the drum kit, you know.
2: Yeah.
1: And I'll just play, I'll just hit each drum, you know, a few times and a few different ways. I'll get my drum samples that way. Um, I'll also mix them in with some like 808 drums, some trap drums and stuff like that. Um, Synthesizers, I just got a a MIDI keyboard and I just use the presets and I tweak them however I want and, you know, I'll do that kind of thing. Uh, Recently, I've been getting into more sampling and chopping things up and, you know, Speeding up things and slowing down (laughs) other things. It's it's yeah. I'm still learning. You know what I mean? But yeah, I've I've gotten to the point where like I can like sample drums. I play guitar and and stuff like that too. So you know any any guitar you hear, that's me playing the guitar. Any drums you hear, that's me usually hitting a drum in one way or another. Right. Uh, But the synths and stuff, yeah, I'm just playing playing on the keyboard. You know, just tweaking whatever sounds Logic has there, or sometimes I make my own sense Just you know, off the preset, I'll just tweak it and right. you know work with what what's there. So
0: awesome. Yeah. Um, so obviously, because all this has been happening during COVID, and being in in Buffalo for yourself, live shows aren't a thing right now. Uh, what are some uh, some kind no. of plans or hopes that you have? when live music is able
1: to come back when live music comes back i fully intend to take advantage of that for sure um you know back in the day i would do like acoustic sets at like coffee houses and coffee shops and mm-hmm. stuff and I, I still like doing that you know i just, i love just sitting in in my room just playing the acoustic and singing um so i'd still do that in one way or another um but i intend to like bring my full arrangements to the stage it's just me and i can just like hit some you know trigger some samples or whatever um and put on a, a full live show because that's really what i've been missing yeah um like obviously i played shows in these bands that i was in before um and we really we got it down to a science and i would love to do that with my own stuff and just have it be me and be like what's up I'm Greg. No one else is there with me. Right. And oh, I would just love that. I would just love that. So yeah, definitely bringing full arrangements to the mix. Um, it would be cool to, to have a backing band, but I don't see that happening right off the bat. Right. But Buffalo, Buffalo definitely has the music scene for it. So, you know, who knows? Who knows?
0: Yeah. Um. So yeah, let's talk a little bit about, cause obviously I'm from Indiana, so I don't know the, the, buffalo scene as well the only band that i can Mm -hmm. think of honestly from buffalo off the top of my head is every time i die but you know everybody thinks of them uh so like kind of explain what the scene is in in buffalo like you know obviously there's the hard rock and and semi-metal scene and whatnot Mm -hmm. but like you know what's what's the makeup so like in indianapolis close to where i'm at it's a decent amount of pop punk and the hip-hop everything else is kind of just Eh. is that similar over there or kind of what what's your makeup of the
1: scene? pretty much um pretty much yeah um like i you know we i was in a few rock bands and we we played out in buffalo dozens and dozens of times now um and yeah it's pretty much kind of the same makeup you know a lot of hard rock a lot of pop punk um a lot of emo kind of stuff but i've seen some you know we've been on a few bills with some quite strange acts i mean strange in a great way yeah um, yeah just like alt synthwave you know that kind of thing uh some crazy experimental industrial stuff i've seen you know there's this group called optic oppression um who yeah they're they're crazy they're just like synthwave industrial whatever yeah uh, but hip-hop is also pretty big, pretty big around the area, too. You know, Conway comes from Buffalo, so, you know, he represents he represents the area very well. He, he loves it here. Good. Um, but, uh, yeah, from my experience, you know, a lot of rock, a lot of that stuff. So I'm hoping to kind of break the mold a little bit with this bedroom pop thing. Yeah. Because uh, I see it every now and then, but I'm not really too familiar with it all. Right. So... I'm hoping to kind of just sneak my way in, like, hey, I can do this, 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 and this. Yeah. I can play the drums in a hard rock band if I wanted to, or I can, you know, play guitar and sing in a coffee shop if I want to. Right. So I'm hoping I can just, you know, come in, you know, when shows are happening and, uh, yeah, just do my thing, just by myself on stage for a little bit. Yeah. You know, I think that'd be cool. Yeah. I think that'd be fun.
0: <laughs> um, So would you say... I mean, obviously, you're going to be a little biased because it's, it's your area. But are, is that music scene pretty accepting of, you know, those those outlanders, if you will?
1: Yeah, from what I've seen, yeah. I mean, people around here are definitely open-minded. Like I said, like, those few strange groups that I've come in contact with that we played shows on, like, they are usually the ones who get the most uh, praise from any set of audience, you okay. know there there's always something new to be discovered and a lot of people in, in buffalo see that you know and they get it in one way or another they love the live music no matter what it is really you know yeah. if it's good it's good you know yeah that's kind of their mindset so i'm hoping i can just get in there and you know do my thing and have people think it's good you know right yeah um
0: so as 2020 comes up or 2021 comes up um if you could have anybody collab with you, who would you want to have on a on a track of yours?
1: Um, anybody. I mean, well, obviously, okay. like,
0: Drake and Kanye are going to be on the list, but...
1: <laughs> right. Um, there's an artist from Rochester. He's actually somewhat of a friend of mine. Uh, we went to school together for a year. Uh, now he lives out in Brooklyn. His name is Spencer. Um, he does kind of the same... Bedroom pop, indie, rock, hip hop stuff. He, he blends it all together. Yeah. Uh, phenomenal bass player, phenomenal musician. He plays trumpet too. Um, I would love to just link up with him one more time and make something because, you know, when we went to school together, we were in a band for a short time. And even then, I knew this kid, he's going to be a star. Yeah. Um, and, kind of is in one way or another he's signed to Four ad records uh he's got an album coming soon i think it'd be super cool to to touch base with him again and, and work on something because i would love to have his bass on a song yeah i'm not that good of a bass player and, <laughs> mm, that'd be so good <laughs> yeah
0: which you know it it's ironic so i used to play bass in high school as well um and everybody was like man you're taking the easiest instrument like you're you're cheating and i'm like it's not as easy as people think it is when you're actually... It,
1: yeah, it's really not. It's really not. Yeah. I mean, anybody can play a root note of a chord, but it's about the the rhythm, the right. style, and the swagger to it all. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's, there's a lot to it that people don't understand. Uh, you know, there have been a few articles that have come out over the last few years that say the bass player is the most important member of a band. Yeah. And I'd argue, yeah bass and then the drums right Uh, yeah so yeah
0: and that was the thing that people always said to me is well you only have four strings or you know like even in high school band like concert band you know you'd have like trumpeters tromboners whoever that are like dude you only have four strings it can't be that difficult and i'm like there's so much more to it than than just four strings
1: right yeah
0: exactly yeah so um yeah yeah, so let's talk a little bit about briefly um the latest EP just dropped Friday, a couple of days ago. Um mm-hmm. so this is going to go up on the 16th. So it'll be out for give or take 2 weeks at that point. Um you know it, I guess let's talk a little bit about the message behind those those tracks, you know, obviously like you said earlier intentionally deciding like what songs were going to be on each ep and things like that what message are you trying to deliver with the the newest ep
1: I'm sorry you're kind of cutting out there a little you're
0: bit. fine um so you you talked about specifically choosing songs for each ep um let's talk a little bit about on the newest ep what's the the overall mm-hmm. message you're trying to push through with
1: this one uh the overall message um I, I guess it just shines through on the, on the track, better love. Like there's always something more out there for you than what is presented at face value. Um, to go into that a little more, like it doesn't have to be literally love, you know, if you find love and you keep it great, you know, but I use love as kind of a metaphor in that, like, you can go out on a hike and look up at a, at a nice view, and have a whole new perspective on the world. Right. You can go out and you know buy yourself a piece of candy, and that candy will just make you the happiest man out there for that, you know, two minutes that it takes to eat it. Right. Um, yeah, I, I think I think the idea is like, yeah, there's there's everyone's idea of quote unquote love is different. However, it's the same in that, you know, there's always something more, there's something bigger, there's something um, exponentially bigger, you know, to to look forward to and to try to achieve. Um, yeah, I, I think it, it, you know, in the song I use a metaphor as a, you know, a relationship as a metaphor for the idea that like you know, even if you're feeling low and down and beat up and tossed around or whatever, you know, just keep climbing that ladder because you never know what's going to happen. There's better love than what is presented. Um Yeah, I yeah, I'd pretty much just say that.
0: Yeah. I and I think, you know, I I've listened to the E P twice now. Um and I, I can get that, where like it's almost a Anthem's probably not the right word, but like an anthem of don't settle, right? Like, you don't have to be stuck with what you have. There's something, like you were saying, there's something better out there. So go towards that better thing.
1: Right, yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) All good. Um, So
0: again the the newest ep dropped on december the 4th um i think that dates right yeah december the 4th um obviously too new to to tell on that one but what kind of reaction are you getting off the the last two eps for the year
1: um off the last two um so far so good i mean the first one i put out back in october that one re- uh, really kind of opened up a lot of my my circle's eyes. And, uh, you know, people in my circle were like, oh, you make music and you sing about things that are kind of dark and scary? I'm like, yeah, a little bit. Right. And then I put out, you know, the second EP and, you know, the same people were like, oh, you can make things sound a little more trippy and more... Uh, experimental you know like there's on that ep there's an 11 minute song on it it's just an instrumental pretty much um yeah so so far so good i'm just kind of tossing them back and forth like oh i can do that then i can do that and now this third ep is just kind of bringing it all together like my production out of the three the production on this one is definitely in my opinion the most concise the most uh put together um at least for, in my progression like i was i was learning at the same time i was making these records so on this third one it kind of all just came full circle like okay he's got the songwriting about the top of these you know maybe necessarily darker topics or or whatever um he's got the the production uh he's got the um I guess the mood, the vibe, right. he got, he got the vibe there. Um, yeah. But the reception so far has been pretty good. I mean, I'm not saying it's you know huge or anything at the moment, but f- at least from the people I talk to and from, you know, people who know other people, you know, friends of friends, that right. kind of thing uh, people are digging it. Uh, you know, they like, they're liking my content. They're liking the tunes. They're following me on Spotify. I've seen a lot of growth over these last three months, just on Spotify alone, which is really cool to see. Yeah, Um, Never would have thought that that would be the case for me. Never would have, you know, I just put it out there just to put it out there in hopes that something would happen. Now it's kind of happening and I'm like, oh, that's cool.
0: Yeah.
2: Fun,
1: (laughs) you know?
0: Yeah. So, and that's something I've talked about a few times on the, the show with other artists, like the importance of making sure that people do like and follow and subscribe on, you know, artist pages and things like that because it, it gives you so many analytics and things that you can look, you know, hopefully when live music comes yeah, back, okay. you know, and go, okay, Buffalo's killing it for me. Maybe Rochester's killing it for me. I can make a trip up there and do a show. Like, it, it'll it help decide exactly. where you're going to go.
1: Exactly, right. And Spotify's great for that because they show you a lot of demographics, like what percentage of your audience is male, female, non-binary, whatever. It'll show you that. It'll show you how they're listening to your music and where, and it's like, well, maybe, you know, next year or the years beyond, I can use that data and, you know, plan a tour in the top cities that listen to my music. Yeah. Uh, I can, you know, there's a lot to it, but you know, it's really, it's really helpful for me to just kind of understand my audience a little bit more, not to cater to them necessarily, but to at least see where they're coming from.
0: Yeah. And I think it helps in a couple other arenas where, like you said, not to like cater to or pander to the audience, but it helps you understand who's connecting with the music because obviously if they're going to start following you and stuff, they want to hear more from you. Um, But again, like Mm -hmm. you said, kind of down the road next year, the year after whatever, um, that information can also be used when you're potentially going to sign to a record label or, you know, a management company, like, look, this is where I track really well. This is the vision that I have. What do you think you can do to help me get there?
1: Exactly. Right. Yeah. Baby steps, baby yeah. steps.
0: Yeah. But and I, yeah
1: I'm... I was going to say, I, I think 2020
0: baby. has been all about baby steps, right? <laughs>
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it's just kind of getting back to, getting back to normal, you know, getting the horse back in gear or whatever. Um, yeah, and I'm, I'm just really thankful that now I'm in a place where I'm a little more, uh, aware and coherent and I'm able to use all my knowledge from my past experiences and bring them out here now to you know really kind of try to make a name for myself in one way or another so yeah,
0: yeah. And, and i think you know something that you do really well um in the music that i've heard so far is you've you've got authenticity you're not writing like we said you're not pandering to any type of demograph or anything like this is stuff that you really yeah, believe no. in and so that obviously is always a, a benefit or at least in my mind it's a benefit because if you If you believe what you're writing, if you feel what you're writing, you're going to be more passionate about it, and it's going to make a bigger impact.
1: For sure, yeah. All that stuff is based on a true story, for sure. Um, Yeah, especially the last track on the EP is where I'm just sitting on the acoustic guitar singing. That's me. That's what I do every day. I sit and play my guitar and sing. Um, You know, that song's kind of sad, but... (laughs) At the same time, it's it's real, yeah. But yeah, so I I agree with that, yeah. Yeah, and I thank you for that.
0: Yeah, awesome, man. Uh, I think that's everything I've got for you. So I'm going to give you the last couple minutes or however long it takes you. Go ahead and plug everything you've got. You said you've got the Twitch. You know, obviously you're on Instagram yeah. and all the different socials. Um, we'll link all those. But go ahead and put it out there for people. Tell them what you want to know.
1: Yeah. Uh, so again, I'm Greg Hill. Look me up on Spotify, Apple Music. Just search Greg Hill. Easy enough. Um, Twitter at blink blank blue. Uh, that's blink blank blue without the e at the end. Uh, Instagram at blank smiles with a z. Uh, you can find me on YouTube, Greg Hill. Uh, search me up on Genius, Greg Hill. Find me up on Twitch at blink blank blue again. Uh, yeah, I'm and TikTok as well at blink blank blue. I, I try to just. I try to keep it as consistent as I can. So, you know, hit me up anywhere. I you know, I'll, I'll talk to you, you know, let's be friends, you know, because what else is there to do in this COVID world?
0: (laughs) Right. Awesome, man. So, You know. Yeah. So um, I was going to say that that's awesome. And I think that's something I've, I've tried to push for people is like you said in this covid world what else is there to do like it is the best time in the music industry to truly connect with fans and artists like there's no better time because everybody's pretty much locked down again so like they're just sitting at home they're the ones that care are going to sit out and you know reply to comments and things like that
1: yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm here to, I'm here to hang. I'm here to chat. So, you know, hit me up if you need, you know, you want me to leak some music to you. I got you. Just follow me, hit me up. I'll do it. Awesome. I don't care. <laughs> I'm just a person too. So, you know, don't see me as something else. Yeah. Cause I'm just a, just the same as anybody else.
0: Awesome, man. Well, I appreciate your time. Like I said, this will go up on the uh, 16th so we'll be in touch you know make sure that you've got all the links and things like that to it as well and you know hopefully uh covid goes away you can you know keep making bigger and bigger uh leaps and bounds through spotify and everything and get out on the road maybe
1: that's the goal goal. yeah for sure well i thank you for having me on this is i've never done anything like this before so super cool super cool yeah
0: not a problem man hopefully this won't be the last for sure and uh you know, we'll we'll definitely keep blasting your stuff and putting it say. out there.
1: Sweet. Much appreciated. Much appreciated.
0: Awesome, man. Have a good night. Yeah, you too. Peace and love. Thanks, man. Bye. Yep. And that was my conversation with Greg Hill. I um, hope you guys enjoyed it. You know, I always like bringing you, obviously, the artists that you're familiar with, you know, and artists that I'm fans of and things like that, but I also think it's really cool when I'm able to bring you guys someone like this who most people probably haven't heard of, and hopefully, you know, it it resonates with people and, um, you know, some of you are interested enough to go give him a follow on Spotify and check out his music and, you know, maybe become a fan and follow him on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook or wherever you know you do your social media and um you know I think like I said at the beginning there's a lot of quality production and content that Greg's already got and put out um so hopefully just you know being able to refine it a little bit more and continue to to write authentic things and things that resonate with people and making those connections with his fans and, um, just, you know, jump on for the ride, you know? So a huge thanks to Greg for taking the time to do the interview. Uh, really appreciate that in the description of this podcast, you will find all of the links to social media for him. Um, and yeah, give him a follow, give him a like, a subscribe, all that sort of stuff that really helps, uh, the numbers and helps him know that people are paying attention. Um, you know, and in these times, that's all it takes is, you know, paying a little bit of attention to really take off on things. Uh, next week, which will be December the 23rd, we are going to have a kind of special uh episode so i decided that i kind of wanted it to be a tradition so um a lot of you guys remember my conversations with Deletto from episode number 3 um as well as our mental health at the holidays episode last year um Deletto and I have been talking, and we think it's important that we bring you another Mental Health at the Holidays episode. So um, this one we're going to talk about kind of how COVID impacted people and the importance of being present and clear communication, open and honest communication, um, you know, things like that, and something that I've been referring to as the Robin Williams mask. So. Hope you guys will check that one out. I think it's going to be very important and hopefully very impactful and meaningful for you guys. Um, You know, we definitely want to bring you content that you care about, uh, but we're also going to be honest and, and true to ourselves and put out content that we care about. So this is a very, very, very important episode, Um, and I hope you guys will We'll check it out, and yeah, hopefully it it helps some of you or, you know, maybe provides a little insight on things um, for how mental health around the holidays can be impacted. So that's everything I have for you guys this week. So I am going to take you out with Better Love by Greg Hill. Remember, guys, take care of yourselves take care of each other, and you make the scene.